And we're back with your pop culture pundit, Tina Griffin, for the final segment of the Counterculture Mom Show. Well, we're going to get the top goal-getting tricks in our next Power Pack episode. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. And the main theme of this week is that we can't give if we don't have, and we can't have if we don't know how to get what we need. Hopefully that makes sense. Sit back, relax, grab a hold of these keys to success from my husband's friend, Carrie Oberbrunner. Carrie, thank you so much for jumping on the program today. Hey, it's great to be with you. And you even said my name right. It's all good. Woot, woot. Oh, yeah. That's a first. Yes. That's a first. Hey, you're CEO of Igniting Souls Publishing Agency. You've done a lot in your short years here on the earth. Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author. And you help individuals and organizations clarify who they are, why they're here, where they're going, so that they can become souls on fire and experience unhackability, which you're going to talk about, and share their message with the world. I mean, basically, Carrie, if it weren't for you, many of us will be stumbling around, fumbling around, trying to find our goals and dreams and never really seeing that come to fruition. So thank you for being alive. Hey, it's great to be here. And I'll tell you what, um, the reason why I know the answer is because I had to stumble myself for a long, long time. And uh, thank you for your stumbling and now writing about it and speaking out about it. I think the biggest thing is with 2022, a lot of people have goals and dreams. They want mm. to make this the year, especially with COVID and um, all the chaos that came with it. People really want to say, "My, I'm still here. I'm still alive. What can I yes. do with the time that I've got? So a lot of people dream of being an author. How did you make that leap from going from pastor to author and now even to CEO of a publishing agency? Yes. Wow. It's a great question. So I think a lot of time, a lot of times we get to the place where we're supposed to go through what we think is failing. Mm. Uh, it, it never feels like the direct path. Uh, I remember I kind of, I kind of growing up, I, I thought, you know, every time I have a dream, it seems like God crushes it. I mean, that was my view. Um, whether it was a relationship that I thought, you know, that person was the one or whether it was, hey, I want to be an Air Force chaplain and serve you, God. And then, no, they don't let me in because of childhood asthma. Oh, wow. And I, yeah, I remember being handed. In fact, I told the story today. I remember being handed a pen at the Air Force recruiter's office. She closed the door and said, just lie on the form and say that you never had, had asthma. And I remember, Tina, I was <sighs> I was thinking about lying because my seminary was going to be paid for this way. I had a pastoral internship because I was going to be an Air Force chaplain. I mean, that was my identity. And so, yeah, there's these little tests along the way where it sounds like, God, you forgot me. Uh, I know your story about Hollywood and and it's like these little tests where are you going to compromise? And many times it doesn't make sense until we look back. Absolutely not. And so at the same time, that makes our platform and the ministry God gave us even more worthwhile and deeper to help more people because we went through those periods in our life. So you were oh, yeah. a pastor. How did you go from that mm -hmm. to what you're doing now with this publishing agency? Yeah. So the quick story is 
went to New Tribes Bible Institute, thought thought I was going to be a missionary. Yeah, thought, you know, thought that was the thing for me and struggled with the fact that I didn't feel that was for me, mm-hmm. but I was a people pleaser and I was kind of like the, hey, let's do the toughest, hardest thing. So it was tough to say no to that. So then I went to Grace College and studied being a pastor because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what else to do. Um, all during this time, believe it or not, I had a struggle with self-injury. So for anybody who's watching this, maybe they have uh, young people who self-injure or, you know, maybe kids are watching it. But this was pre-internet. Uh, this was not something I learned. It was just anger turned inward. And it was it was a uh, frustration about not being perfect. Went and became a youth pastor in Powell, Ohio. Not about to tell the church that I struggled with self-injury or depression. But I, I became a youth pastor. And I didn't know why, because I really didn't even like youth, to be honest. Um, but the job came open and, and uh, they said, I just felt like it was God's leading. So... I, I got involved with youth, loved it, but not in the way that you think like, oh, all the crazy, you know, stuff. What I did is I started to invest in student leaders. And I was kind of like this weird, um, I don't know, Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society type guy where it's like I taught him how to think. I taught him how to um, discern. We took him to the inner city. I mean, it was it was intense. It was like Navy SEALs for, for Christians or oh something. Gosh. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I was passionate about was creating leaders. And then I did my dissertation on a church-based alternative to seminary and it was called Grace Institute. And so I, you can see that I began writing. And as I began writing these mm-hmm. books, finally um which writing was the thing that helped me overcome self-injury. It was like David with the Psalms, they're called the imprecatory Psalms, where he's very open, very honest, and he just tells God, kill my enemies, make their wives be widows, blot him out of the book of life. And I was like, oh my gosh, how can a man after God's own heart write so raw? And that's what actually helped me. Um, sure, I took some medicine, but it was really the God wants you to be real and spirituality is actually authenticity. And and that's what uh, became the breakthrough. And so then writing, I just had all these words because I had a stuttering problem as a young kid. And so it's like my metaphorical voice was muted and self-injury became that way of pain. And then once I found my voice through the written word, a lot of healing came and then the books and so Zondervan and relevant and Baker and all these books started happening. And I kept thinking, okay, God's going to let one of these books go big so that I can leave the church. Not that I didn't like the church, but I just knew it was a small moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt like the church is great, but it's restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just for sick. I don't think it is, but I feel like as I, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur and, and, you know, maybe you're an entrepreneur. 
I, I think? think I think that I am. I can tell you the four of you people that I had on the show that I had a privilege of getting to know here is helping me hone in on what God wants me to do better in my life as well to get organized. I, I know mm-hmm. that I'm an entrepreneur. My problem is I have too many ideas flooding my brain. Yes. You went through everything you needed to go through to be where you are now helping so many people out. This is a perfect segue into your mission video that people have to find and, and watch here to get a glimpse of who you are, why you do what you do and what you've lived through. Everybody tuning in, check out this amazing video of Carrie and his mission in life. Is your business and brand getting the attention it deserves? These days we live in the attention economy, which means because there's so many competing messages before people pay for your product or service, you have to get them to pay attention. You need to develop a personal and professional brand that stands out. You don't have time to develop your brand in the way that it deserves. This is our key mission. It was Tom Peters who in 1997, in a magazine called Fast Company, he wrote this groundbreaking article, The Brand Called You. Now think about it, back in 97, people thought that was the weirdest thing in the world. People having their own brand, and yet today it's commonplace. Many CEOs, many thought leaders have their own brand in addition to their professional brand. People like Elon Musk, Tesla, or Jeff Bezos, Amazon, or Sarah Blakely, Spanx. We help people create 10-year brands in 10 weeks, 25-year brands in 25 weeks, and even 50-year brands in 50 weeks. We do that by shortening the gap. If you want to increase your influence, your impact, and income, reach out today where we help you turn your wisdom into wealth and get the credibility and authority that you deserve. Explain the 25-year branding and what was it, 25 weeks and the 10-year branding yeah. in 10 weeks? How do yeah. you do that? I'll tell you what, um, there's shortcuts. There's There's ethical shortcuts where... Um, a lot of times when an entrepreneur has a big dream, here's the first thing they say, how am I going to do that? And one of my mentors, Dan Sullivan, he says, that's the wrong question. It's not how it's who. So you just, yeah. So you just mentioned, Hey, you have a lot of ideas. You have vision. What you need is you need a, a who, and we become the who that takes the shortcut because you're not supposed to be great at everything. Yep. And when you try, then you become uh, like Jethro and Moses where, you know, he's just trying to do everything. And, and his father-in-law is like, dude, you're killing yourself and the, and the people. So what I've gotten laser clear on as you started out the episode, who, uh, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? Yep. That's three questions, identity, purpose, and direction. Yes. And where where identity and purpose and direction overlap, that's where you become a soul on fire. And see, what's funny, Tina, is what the video you just showed is me now helping other people. And here's, here's where you make your most money, okay? You make your most money 
when you can teach other people the lessons God's taught you. Now, I'm just saying income, but you could go influence, impact, or income. In other words, not that many people care about my books. I'm just being real. That's not false humility. It's just, you know what? Okay, fine. There's a certain population that like that book. That's fine. Um, But I used to think it was all about me earlier in my career. I thought it was about me getting my clients and my readers and this type of thing. And Zig Ziglar says it. It's very true, though. It says if you can help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And so what I began to do is I began to say, you know what? Um, there's a book called show up filled up that I wrote. Okay. And I have a, uh, I'll use this here. Let's pretend this is a glass. It's really hand sanitizer. Let's pretend it's a glass. Okay. So most people in life, what they do is they show up empty in relationships and people can feel this in the sales cycle. They feel like, okay, this person needs something from me. They need me to book them as a speaker. They need me to hire them as a coach. And so they can feel that. What I do is I go into every relationship intentionally showing up filled up. And what happens is when I come into the relationship full, people are like, dang, that guy's got uh, clarity. That guy has abundance. That guy has generosity. And what ends up happening is I'm unattached to the outcome. So whether they become a client or not is irrelevant, truly. Because if I need them, they feel it. And, and the human reaction is, ah, you see. And so when I show up filled up, now I do that. And all these influencers around the world, they want to work with me because they're like, wow, how did he turn his book into 18 streams of income? I want to grab into the screen, grab your brain or make a copy of it. (laughs) I think a lot like you, but the way you just said that, you could, it's like a mm. mic drop moment. Mm. You come to a relationship completely filled up yourself and whole. And if something happens, great, but there's no expectation. I, I tell yes. you what, when we don't force ourselves, like even for sponsors, what I've learned, I'm new to the whole sponsorship deal. And I'm calling people saying, Hey, if you'd like to be a part of this project, we'd love to have you. If you can't, no big deal. We still let you know what we're doing because we'd love to join forces with you guys. We're going to announce you guys and promote you regardless. Yes. 99% of the time, Carrie, they are like, where's the contract? We want to sign up and be a part of this. I hear what you're saying because we're not going after a relationship because we want something from them. We're doing it because we want the relationship. Yes. For the right reason. It's true. It's Ah. true. It's so interesting. And then what I did, I know you like that Zig Ziglar quote because you, you you were shaking your head. And I've always loved that quote too, but here's what's interesting. And right on the back of the book, I say it, I say, Zig Ziglar said it, it's awesome, but he never taught us how to do it. Do it. So the book literally breaks down, how do you show up filled up in relationships? How can you be such a giver? How can you tip the odds in your favor? There's principles. One of the principles is defer the ask. Because when you show up filled up, people literally say to you, you are amazing. You keep giving to me. How can I, how can I repay you? And then what, what happens is a lot of people then say, so glad you asked. Here's my list, you know, and then they go through it. But what I teach is something called defer the ask. And what happens is generous and abundant people 
can't handle re- uh, the law of reciprocity. They, they have to get even. They want to get even. And so by you deferring the ask, they're like, oh my gosh. Uh, now, now you get in their brain. I'll tell you what, the biblical principle is like Esther. Okay, so check this out. You know, I'm a former pastor, so I got I got to tie it in. But where Esther gets in um, the king's head is he, she's built so much social currency and relation relational equity that he says, Esther, whatever you want, I'll give it to you up till half the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And she says, have a picnic with me. Now, the moment he, she says that, she's in his head. Because the guy's probably like, what in the heck? Like, Where'd this come from? Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to the picnic with him. And then he says, okay, now what do you want? You know, finally. And she's like, come to another meal. Like she got in his head, man. And, and that's, that's what I do with relationships. And, there's, and here's what's happening. Um, if you live like that, you have to be unattached to the outcome because if you don't, you'll literally be keeping score and you'll say, well, gee, the, I gave so much, the person didn't reciprocate. And so what I'm literally saying is that you treat everyone that way and some, some will see it. Some will respond, some will ask you, but not everybody will. This is so good. Okay. I, I have like 42 questions to ask you yet and, and there's never <laughs> enough time. Okay, you have this book called Unhackable. Right. What's the biggest thing that are that's really hacking authors or people in general and keeping them yeah. from actually achieving their dreams? Oh, so this is fantastic. <laughs> Basically, um, we say that someone or something hacks us when they gain unauthorized access to a system or a computer. Okay, so you say my bank account got hacked, my identity got hacked, my phone got hacked. What's interesting is that I studied human behavior and I said, whoa, hold on. Back to biology class, our mm-hmm. bodies are made up of systems, circulatory, respiratory, pulmonary, all that. And our brains are like supercomputers. So when Hackable came out, I was laser focused. And then what happens is we now have our phones. And this book came out actually before the social dilemma. So, you know, social dilemma is awesome and it kind of exposed all this stuff. But what I teach is that it's not just our technology, it's decision fatigue. We make 226 food decisions a day. So when people say at the end of their day, I feel burnout, I'm running on fumes, I'm going on circles, you know, my, I, I feel drained. This is all energy terms. And so what happens is that we start every day and we literally get hacked. 5,000 ads a day, the average person. The average person touches, clicks, swipes, taps their phone 2,600 times a day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. And so we are literally spending five hours of our day on a screen and it's not at one time. It's 30-second bursts. So you can imagine if someone's doing brain surgery on you and they get interrupted and then they get interrupted and then they get interrupted, your productivity goes down 40%. It's worse than being stoned. So literally most people in life walk around as if they're stoned mentally. 
And as a result, we never have the joy, the abundance that God promises, and we never do our dreams. And so check this out here. I know we're wrapping up, but but I start out the book by saying that um, we were meant to be like little kids. I mean, that, you know, you dream and do as a kid, you dream and do. And the word abracadabra, we said this as kids, it means I create as I speak. So it means it came to pass as it was spoken. It's actually made up of three Hebrew words. Abra is Abba. It means Father, Son, Spirit. Isn't this crazy? It's crazy. So we taking notes. <laughs> so we so we were literally created to create. We were created in God's image to create. We were created to ideate and implement, dream and do. But what happens is we get hacked, and when we get hacked. There's a gap between our dreaming and doing. And these are people who say, oh, well, I, I want that life, but I just, I'll turn on Netflix. You know, I, I want that life, but I'll go into the metaverse. And so we never show up in our lives and we get hacked. And the book is all about 30 days, daily missions, um, how to become unhackable and work in life. This is so good. You're not going anywhere yet. I'm not quite done with you. Um, I, you, you have my mind reeling. This little trailer right here, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The book trailer to your unhackable book. Human knowledge once doubled every thousand years. Today, it's every 12 hours. No wonder we can't keep up. Welcome to the attention economy, where you are the product. In this digital landscape, they keep score with eyeballs and eardrums. Your attention, even for a few seconds, translates into cold, hard cash they're willing to manipulate and even hack you for. The truth is, you're getting hacked every day, and you don't even realize it. Better than money, power, or connections, Unhackable is the new secret weapon of super achievers, the ones who live their dreams. Ditch the hype. Tap into hope. Time to become Unhackable. By Carrie Oberbrunner, unhackablebook.com, available wherever books are sold. Everybody has to get their hands on your goods. I'm I'm not joking. Like this will help them succeed in life, get 2022 started off the correct way. You're making me even think deeper than what I would typically say on stages for 20 years. Don't be distracted and deceived by Satan. Even just not the nasty pop culture or the different classes in public education. It's literally don't even let him have a foothold in distracting you, even with the stuff that might be presentable or decent in life, but not what sure. God wants you to keep your focus on. Oh, yeah. Wow. To the distractions that are out there, all for a deeper purpose to keep you from doing what God call, has called us to do. Absolutely. And wow. some of your audience would would totally dig the fiction version of that book. That's how it started. It's called Elixir Project, and it's about a future society where people's brains get hacked. I wrote it, I started writing it in 2014. Now that it's been out for five or six years, you'll read it and you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely coming true. Um, I wrote it that way on purpose. Um, Believe it or not, there's a global pandemic in the book. Like I'm telling you in 2016, it's crazy. It's weird to think about now. So the last thing I want to make sure people know where to go to get all your goods, your main website sure. is found at ignitingsouls.com. That's my company website. They're going to learn a ton about uh, publishing. 
Okay. And literally in thinking outside the book, you know, like if, if somebody's an author here, they should, they should really consider like your book is just one version of how people access your content. What we teach is 18 streams of in, influence, impact, and income. But then my personal website is carryoverbrenner.com. That's where people will find a lot of my books and stuff. When they click that link, unhackablebook.com, you'll put in the show notes. But basically what they're doing is they're going to get access to Unhackable and Elixir Project, the the mini course. And so rather than just reading it passively, they're going to be able to jump in and participate in making their dreams happen. Carl Jung, a Swiss psychologist, did did a research uh, study and he said, what's the most damaging thing in the life of a child? Mm. And when I heard this answer, it changed my life, literally, because I thought it was alcohol, abandonment. He said that the most damaging thing in the life of a child is the unlived life of the parent. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being you. Keep at it, Carrie. You're doing excellent work. Thanks for listening to the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin on the Salem Radio Network. Check out all of our helpful resources at counterculturemom.com. You can also get our free parent media guide loaded with positive entertainment options by texting the word GUIDE to the number 55444. And don't forget to download the new Counterculture Mom app to get critical pop culture alerts straight to your phone. Parents, does your high school student have a plan for their future? Will they attend college, trade school, or enter the workforce? The whole planning process can be confusing. Envision Life Academy is a comprehensive career and college planning service dedicated to help you navigate career and college selection, financial aid, and the admission process. Visit EnvisionLifeAcademy.com to learn how they can help. Enter promo code TINA to receive 20% off your first month's service. EnvisionLifeAcademy.com.